This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of the Go Kid Go Network. Do your kids love wacky worlds, superheroes, and inventing? Of course they do. That's why our shows Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow are set in Pflugerville, the nonstop fun and adventure universe where imagination, creativity, STEM, and positive role models abound. Join the Pflugerville fun by searching for Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imashio is a big forest, <laughs> not just the trees. It's been two days since I left Imashio, the town, and I still have at least another day of traveling before I reach the next village on my map. The trees are massive, easily 10 to 15 paces around. They're sort of comforting. It's almost like walking among ancient beings that have seen more than any of us will ever know. I can't quite tell beyond the trees, but I think I'm entering some sort of valley. The path isn't well trodden, and the signs at the last crossroads I passed were so faded I could hardly read them. It sure seems like not that many people have bothered to venture this far into the forest. <laughs> well, it certainly used to be that way. Ah! Ah! Oh, good. I didn't expect you to be real now. Oh, look at that pretty sword. Hey, looky here. Hey, hands off. This thing is sharp. Hands off. Well, if you say so, but most people don't like it. Woohoo! The wizard holds his hands out in front of him, and with a shower of sparks, both his hands fall onto the forest floor. They both land on their fingertips, scuttling towards the nearest tree. I take a few more steps back in surprise. I told you, most people don't like it when I take my hands off. It freaks them right out, makes them go running. All right, hey, hey, come on, come on, come back, guys. You're getting bark in my nails. Get, get on here, now! I'm sorry, were you making camp here? I didn't mean to wander in, I just... Did make camp on the road? Now that seems a mighty bad idea. Horse, be liable to trod right over you. What's your name, youngin? Um, Ryan, I'm traveling through- <gasps> Ryan! Ryan of Glonderfeld, wielder of the mighty sword, savior of the downtrodden, and toppler of kings on the eve of summer's dawn, did Ryan draw a mighty sword and travel deep into the dark, plagued by ten thousand demons, summoned by the foul king. Twelve days and eleven nights they fought before the old magic awoke and banished his foulness, restoring glory to the land. I'm not from Glonderfeld. In fact, I've never even heard of that. And I'm certainly no toppler of kings, and my sword isn't that mighty. I really just want to help people. Oh, help people, okay. Uh, well, uh, you know, nothing to worry about there. See, nobody's heard of Glonderfeld in 300, probably, years at this point. Places covered in ivy and roots these days. What did you say your name was? Well, well, I didn't. Oh, 
Well, um, what is your name? Oh, you don't, no one's asked me that. Uh, well, the, the people call me all sorts of things these days. Uh, old bat in the woods. Scary old wizard. A uh, long time ago, I was the Emerald Varanum, Sager and Karna of Imashio. But these days, my friends just call me Noxer. 146, yeah, six years I've been living here in the forest. You maybe get a merchant caravan every few months, no more than a dozen loaden travelers each year. But lately, ooh, soldiers traipsing on through the woods, causing all sorts of ruckus and scaring off local wildlife through the forest and over the mountains they go. And as for you, Ryan Not of Glunderfeld, where are you headed with that uh, very pretty sword of yours? Through the valley, to Maribu for a few days, and then on to Rockland. Rockland. Well, you love Maribu. Lovely orchards they have there. Best mulled wine you'll ever find anywhere in the land. Speaking from experience. Uh, you plan to reach there by morning? I was planning to make camp soon. I still have a few days to travel. Oh, a few days? <laughs> by foot, perhaps, but I hardly find that fitting for one such as you as Noxer chants, the woods seem to whistle for a moment before dozens of branches go whizzing past us, impaling themselves on the great tree nearby. They form a narrow staircase, spiraling up the trunk before disappearing into the canopy. It doesn't look terribly stable, but Noxer immediately starts up without waiting for me. Upwards and onwards, brave knight. These trees might be patient, but I am not. By the time I've caught up with Noxer, the sun has settled towards the horizon. It'll be night soon, so I really hope wherever he's leading me is somewhere I can sleep for the night. The staircase ends at a large treehouse built into the branches, high above the canopy. To the south, I can just make out the light of Amashio on the horizon. To the north, the Aris Mountains circle the forest before converging at Malthus Pass, beyond which lies Maribu. Eh, Malthus Pass might be what they called it back in the day, but come nightfall it goes only by its true name, the Gate of Remembrance. Why is that? Well, that map you've got calls this whole region Amashio Forest, but the path before you is the Valley of Ghosts. Ghosts? Should I be scared? Oh, nonsense. Uh, unless you're a thieving bandit, the spirits of the forest floor can get a little jumpy around those folks, but you'll be traveling in the trees. Yeah. Iamas! Oh, come on. Don't give me that. It's nearly nightfall. Iamas, Rorapar! I said, Iamas, Rorapar! I watch as a great beam of light emanates from Noxer's staff. The trees bend and shake before us. Branches twisting together and squeaking as stems wind together into ropes. In mere moments, a great bridge leads from the platform we're standing on down through the valley. Yeah, that's the path you'll be taking tonight. Much faster than the main road, but first I suppose you'll be wanting a hot meal. Ingus Gria. Hey, come on then. With a wave of his hand... Noxer ignites a series of torches along the edge of the platform. Down the walkway, I can see them illuminating my route every 50 paces or so. But behind me, I can smell a steaming feast that wraps around my body and pulls me into the treehouse. 
Inside the treehouse consists of a single room wrapping around the exposed trunk of the tree. A surprisingly large table stands near the door with enough food for a five-course meal. Cured ham, a steaming pot of soup, rolls with freshly churned butter, and a platter of fresh fruit that I can't wait to dive into. Uh, I assume you'll be wanting a picnic basket. Where did I put that? As we eat, Noxer asks about my recent adventures. While I'm more than happy to tell him, it does make it a little hard to eat. He has this terrible habit of asking questions as soon as I put food in my mouth. I think it's a talent all wizards have. When I've finally had my fill, he asks to see my sword. That's a very fine piece of weaponry you've got there. Mind if I take a look? Sure. You're not gonna do anything to it, are you? Do anything? Why would I do it? Oh, thank you. Uh, where did you get it? There's a town to the southeast called Pigsmire. They were having a bit of a, a tourism problem. I got the sword in return for helping them out with that. The sword that you're not going to do anything to, right? No, never. never. Wait, uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, of course. Uh, huh. uh, did you know where the sword came from before Pigsmire? No, it was kind of just there. I picked it up. Just picked it up, uh-huh. Okay, I was right about you, Ryan Nod of Glunderfeld. Twelve and seven hundred years ago did Sir Ryan of Glunderfell draw the Sapphire Star against the demon armies of Maverin. But rather than ride into a battle he knew he could not win, first of Stalgian was the oldest and most wicked of dragons corrupted by the foul king Maverin. Ryan rode east to Lake Hotel. There, it's Whether you shall wield it yourself against the foul wizard or deliver it to the one who holds the sapphire, I do not know. But you, Ryan Not of Glunderfeld, hold a weapon of old magic and must bear the responsibility you now shoulder. Uh, cool? I think? Oh, yeah, very cool indeed. Now, the greater sapphire might be missing, but you can see the two lesser jewels at the end of the cross guard. Yeah, they were set far back in the metal. I've brought them forward so you can better use them to guide your magic, if, if that's something that you do. Otherwise, mighty bad to take a cut jewel to the face by someone who knows their way around a sword, which you uh, certainly seem like you do. Yeah. Well, look at the time. Uh, best be going now. The night may be long, but the bridge to Maribu is no short walk. Noxer hands my sword back to me, complete with jeweled crossguard, before strapping a picnic basket full of meals onto my back. As we step onto the platform, no moon illuminates the forest, only the torches along the bridge through the canopies. The wizard grabs me by the shoulders before sending me off. Evil takes many shapes, Ryan. Try to use that sword for some good, huh? Even if it's just cutting ropes that aren't supposed to be there and opening barrels that aren't supposed to be shut. That's really all I'm trying to do. Fighting dragons and toppling kings isn't really my thing. Helping regular folks out of sticky situations is much more my speed. Okay, well, 
Ah, well, as be that as it may, you'll find in time that adventuring with that sword will attract all sorts of interesting problems. Many, I'm sure, you'll be able to deal with just fine, but if you find yourself in serious trouble, well, call for my help and eventually I'll answer. Thanks, I really appreciate it. Though, um, how do I do that? Well, <laughs> if the Emerald Vranum Sage and Conor of Amashio cannot feel the call of a friend in need, then he has truly lost his touch, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> oh, uh, well, ask, ask, and I will answer sooner or later. Maybe, definitely, probably later. But I shall answer. Now, uh, come on, we're here at the Valley of Ghosts, and you must go to Meribu. Between the torches and the stars, I don't have any trouble seeing the wooden bridge Noxer has constructed for me. It stretches into the horizon. But through the trees, I can see more lights moving around among the branches. They're multicolored, almost like fireworks that never go out. Occasionally, one will fly across the bridge, too fast for me to get a close look at. I wonder if these are the ghosts. But... They don't look like people, just glowing orbs with a trail of sparks. I wonder if that means they're a different sort of ghost? Maybe Noxer just calls these creatures that. He said I didn't have anything to worry about, so I hold on to that thought as I walk across the new bridge. The lights spin around me, keeping me company as I cross. They're kind of sweet. When I wave, they zigzag at me like they're waving back with their whole body. I think the Valley of Ghosts is too scary a name of this place. I think I'll call it the Valley of Stars. I make it across in no time at all and get to Maribu way ahead of schedule. I should try running into eccentric wizards in the depths of forests more often. It's apparently great for shortcuts. Thank you for sidequesting with us. This episode, The Emerald Veronum, was written by Brad Colbrook and produced by Talmanir. Noxer was voiced by Fred Greenhawk. The voice of Ryan was Talmanir. A big thanks to Eliza, Ali Maria, Ilya, Jesse, Sarah, and Spencer for supporting this episode. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Once upon a time, there was a girl who dreamed of flying through the stars, who dared to resist injustice, who lived to a beat and a rhythm that was all her own. Her name was Chloe Frida, Oprah, Celia Cruz, Josephine, Greta, Ruth, Alice. One day, she wondered, could today be the beginning of something new? This was her one opportunity to do something, something big. So that's exactly what she did. Along the way, she discovered that she wasn't alone. Her body felt strong, her mind sharp. She was prepared to work as hard as it took. Her words were making a real change, and she felt powerful. 
I'm Gail King. I'm Andrea Day. I'm Diane Gibbons. I'm Lindsay Vaughn. I'm Jamila Jamal. I'm Anita Hill. I'm Brenda Chapman. I'm Alana Glazer. And this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio.